Welcome, everyone, to the L7C Podcast Wrestling Edition. Today, we are going to be reviewing NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Uh, just a disclaimer, before you listen to this episode, make sure you check out our preview on Stand and Deliver, and make sure you actually watch Stand and Deliver on Peacock. But we got the wrestling forum. We got Jacob Mason and Byron Mitchell with us. Uh, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing good. Doing good. Ready to talk some wrestling. That, that is right. That is right. We're talking about NXT TakeOver Sin Deliver, the first uh, two-day NXT TakeOver, the biggest TakeOver ever. And we're just going to go right into it. We're going to review night one, and then we're going to review night two and give our thoughts and stuff going forward. Uh, before, did any of you guys catch that preview, the pre-match of Zoe Stark versus Tony Storm? I did. Jacob, did you catch that? I did not. My wife caught it. And then she yelled at me for messing up, but yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Zoe Stark did beat Tony Storm. I just don't want to do a quick thing on that. I do feel like that was the right decision if you're going to try and build Zoe Stark. Byron, what do you think? I thought it was a good match. She, um, I think they both put on a good performance. I was not actually expecting Zoe Stark to win. But like you said, if you're trying to build a star, Zoe Stark should have won. And she did. Yeah. So congratulations yeah. to her. That was really all on that. But let, let's get to the main card. Uh, first match we all thought was at the potential to steal the weekend. Pete Dunn uh, going against Kushida and Pete Dunn coming out with a victory on that. Jacob, what did you take away from that match? You think that was the right choice? And what do you what do you feel about it? Ooh, um, so I'm a big fan of Pete Dunn. I'm a fan of Kushida. I said in our uh, preview show that I thought Kushida should win. I still stick by that. I still think he should have won. Um, hell of a technical match. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's no complaints from just a pure wrestling standpoint. That was awesome. Um, that being said, what the hell do you do now? What do you do with Pete Dunne? And what do you do with Kushida, more importantly? I, with Pete Dunne, I guess... Uh, just to give a preview of a little bit of night two, he was in the stands at the main event of night two as Finn and Carrion. So I feel like he has to be a top contender. I mean, that's the only logical thing with Koshida. I'm, I'm getting real nervous because he was built up as something like a big shiny from overseas and he really hasn't gotten those signature wins. I'm getting nervous about that. Byron, what'd you think of this match? I thought it was a, a great match. I'm definitely a huge Pete Dunn fan. Um, Kushida continues impressing me. I also thought Kushida should have won this one to give him that pay-per-view takeover win because um, Pete Dunn definitely did not need to win. Um, so yeah, Kushida should have won. Uh, very excellent match. Um, that one spot where Kushida did a Spanish fly into a whatever his submission move is perfect. Just uh, think of beauty. Yes. Yeah. Done, you got to put him back in title contendership. Kushida, you got to get him a big win. You got to, you, you got to, or you're going to run the risk of whenever his contract's expiring, him just jumping shit. Right. But then, uh, let's hit the six man gauntlet match where none of us got it right. <laughs> we, had, we literally had three of us combined, we had half the chance, and we didn't get it right. Bronson Reed, thick boy, 
came out on top of this. Byron, what the hell was that? Like, we were not, we didn't even have him on the radar. We had him as like the first guy out. Yeah, I, he definitely wasn't on my radar, um, but he looked impressive during that match. Um, as soon as, I think it was when Cameron Grimes got eliminated, I was like, it's either going to be, I think it was Isaiah, Isaiah Swerve Scott left and Bronson Reed. I was like, I thought it was going to be Isaiah Swerve Scott, but I was like, well, Giant is a hill champion, so it would have to be a face. So then, then Bronson Reed ended up winning. Jacob, I know which I we agreed that storyline-wise, the person should have won was uh, Loomis. And we just talked about what, where do we go with Koshida? What do we do with Dexter Loomis? Because you can't still have him feuding with like the Johnny crew if he can't get a number one contendership to take the belt, can you? Oh, I think you can. Okay. I, I, think, I think absolutely. You slam him right back into the storyline. I think NXT just basically swerved all of the wrestling marks, all the wrestling community by throwing Bronson Reed in there. And honestly, he looked fucking good yeah. in that, in that match. I mean, it, that, that match was a complete spot fest, but it was a spot fest done. Right. I mean, I thought for sure, Isaiah Swerve Scott was going to win considering he kicked Bronson Reed in the head like 13 times or whatever the hell it was. It was a lot. It looked painful. It looked gnarly. But thick boy season, pulling one out here. I was I was happy for him. I and after the match, I'm like, he might take it from Johnny. I what I believe that was good storytelling. You take someone who we didn't think had a chance, and by the end of the match, like this dude's got he doesn't have a chance. He has a very big chance now because yep. thick boy season. Yeah, thick boy. I mean, he had the shirts and all, and I was I was surprised by the win. I think. My guy who I picked, LA Knight, he might have to, you know, ask for his release early because he's <laughs> <laughs> too good right now. And uh, Cameron Grimes is entertaining as hell as always. And Dexter Loomis is just. Side note, can I, let me interject here. Can we talk about how, like, LA Knight I was not a fan of. Mm-hmm. After NXT Stand Deliver, I'm such a fan because he's just a more cocky EC3. And I think like it too. My, I, my, my wife called it perfectly. She's like, who's LA Knight? I'm like, oh, yeah, he's someone from Impact. And she's it's like, oh, oh, so he's just, a, he's just a cocky EC3. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he is. And I'm a fan of it. I, I love the snarkiness behind his uh, character. I wanted him to win so bad, but Byron, but Byron Logic is right. He's going to be a snarky. You can't have a heel type versus a heel type. Yep. But uh, let's go to the next match, which actually had the longest run time out of the singles matches on night one, which I think was actually my favorite match. Walter versus Tomasa Ciampa. Uh, Jacob, Walter came out on top. It was for the title. What did you think about this match? Did you like it? Was it one of your favorites of the weekend? Like, what did you think? This was not like a, this was not just a one of my favorites. This was the favorite match of the entire WrestleMania weekend, and I'm willing to die on that hill. This match, holy shit, what a just brutal match. Mm-hmm. I mean, this. All right, so Walter's chops. One, I love the finish of this match, how Walter basically just chopped them one last time, said, I've had enough of this shit. One slap, done. 
pin them. It was quick. It was done. But the whole time, I never thought going into this match, Tommaso Ciampa had a chance. But in this match, during the actual fight, because that's what it was. This was not a match. This was a full-blown fight. Oh, you were pulling for Tommaso. You're like, oh, damn. I mean, he, Walter's chest was beat red just as much as Tommaso's was, if not worse. That was a fight, and it was a damn good one. I, I mean, so you take, you take the simple chop, and like I said, the finish of the match. I love the fact that such a simple move, the chop, which is normally a chop and a woo, because that's just how fans react to it but you take you take you take a, a such a simple move and it can end a match like that on any given time i love that that makes finishers finishers in a way where hey i've had enough of your shit boom done walter's your winner i loved it that was such a phenomenal match byron what did you think of the match right person won do you like it what'd you feel right person definitely won because I, I like i said on the preview episode i don't think they're gonna have a non-uk not nxt uk wrestler with a championship so i think walter wedding was the right decision uh tomaso impressed me as he always does this is definitely a hard hitting match which i thought it would be um just absolute current from start to finish um i enjoyed the match very very much it wasn't my favorite because he done and kushida was my favorite of night one um, but I thought it was a very excellent match. I was not a fan of the finish because I don't think, to me, the to, his chops are not like finisher type chops. So I just wanted a more definitive finisher. Um, but that was my only gripe about this match. Yeah, I think Tommaso, he really showed people, I know in his promo before about the 2018 version of himself, he showed in that match he can take a lot of hits still. And he still has a lot to give to NXT. And I want to talk about Walter. Uh, I don't have the picture up with me, but the dude's the longest reigning champion now of the modern era since, like, now what, Hulk Hogan? Yeah, I think he is. 700 something days. Yeah, like 763 at the time of NXT. Yeah. Before, and before that, we had Brock Lesnar and Asuka, who've had 500 something day reigns. Uh, CM Punk, obviously, the 434 days. But Walter's in the 700s, and we were talking about it off recording. Who is going to beat this guy? No idea. Like, who's left? I I, I have no idea, because I thought Walter would lose it to, uh, what was it, Rampage Brown? Yeah, Rampage Brown. NX, yeah. I assumed it was going to him, and then Walter won, so... Who beats Walter? I have no idea. But whoever it is, they're going to have to build it up to be some next level storytelling. Speaking of Walter's 700 day reign, props and kudos to Walter because in his interviews and stuff uh, leading up to it, he said, he goes, I wasn't able to defend this for six months. I absolutely hated it. So with his historic reign, He's even put an asterisk next to his name. Like, no, I wasn't able to defend this for six months because of a lockdown. The 700 day, like, this is wrong. But yeah, I'm 700 day champion. That's cool. Like, I, I, I respect that. Unlike Dean Ambrose, who had the United States title for like 85 years and never defended it. But once, <laughs> that was terrible. That was terrible. That was, that's, 
no, that was that was terrible. But yeah, man, I'm, I can't wait to see who finally takes one because they're gonna have to really build that up. Yeah, uh, never will watch that match. <laughs> next match was the uh, tag team we had: MSK, Grizzled Young Veterans, and the uh, Legado de Fantasma. I think we all got this right with MSK. I felt like there was no choice. <laughs> if they would have not won, then oh boy. Uh, I think we're all in agreement that that was the right team to win. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Now, was there anything that stood out um, with you guys with uh, during these matches? Because I know Jacob, you brought up on the preview that these tag matches at Takeovers they got to be special. When we had the revival, American Alpha, um, Tomasa and Gar- Gargano's teams, like tag team matches at Takeover really show the best of tag team wrestling. Did you feel like this? Lived up to any of them? You felt like it was a good match, but not like a takeover tag match of old. For me personally, it like it, and maybe it's just because I'm biased. Like uh, I'll be, I'll gladly admit it. Did it live up to like the DIY revival and Authors of Pain triple threat? Not even close. But was this a damn good match? Absolutely yes. Honestly, coming out of this match, I thought the one team who shined the best was Legato del Fantasma. I thought the way those guys were moving in that match, I mean, you you couldn't necessarily count them out at any one given moment. And I thought they were going to be the, like I think Byron said it, they're just in there to take the fall initially. If I remember you saying that correctly. Yeah, I said that. But, the, but those guys, I thought, really did the most work that shined to me in that match. Yeah, they were they were doing really well, and their uh, their leader Santos Escobar he was doing he did well at night too. We'll talk about that when we talk about night two. But yeah, man, I just felt like they had no choice. MSK had to win. They won the Dusty Cup. This was their time to shine. We're gonna see how long they can hold tag team titles. But I just feel like it was the right decision, and they had a good they had a good uh, runtime too. That match was actually I it up it was about fifteen. 15 minutes, so they had some good time on that. Congrats to all of them. Um, main event, night one, Raquel Gonzalez, the challenger, versus Io Shirai, the champion. Singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. Raquel Gonzalez goes over and becomes the uh, women's champ. Byron, how did you feel about that match? I thought it was a good match. Uh, Raquel definitely did very, very well in the match. And she deserved to win. Because, um, like I said, on the preview, they've been building her up for like the last year to become yeah. this all-powerful NXT Women's Champion. Um, and they, she definitely showed her power um, during that match. So I think it was a very, very good women's uh, NXT Championship match. Um, there was a point where EO jumped off the skull. Um, and that was a very excellent spot I, I love high flying jump off tall things and spots um so i thought the match was very 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 well her nickname is the genius of the sky right yep yo shirai the genius of the sky uh, she's got to jump off stuff jacob how'd you feel about the match right person one yeah yeah definitely right person one because you now have storylines lined up like in the back pocket, ready to go at any given moment for Raquel Gonzalez's title run. Um, this match, this was a this was another great match. 
Um, wasn't the wasn't the greatest match, but it was a damn good match. My biggest pet peeves with this match was um, like I love the spot where she jumped off the the skull. That was cool. I mean, we all we all I think everybody loved that spot. But what bothered me the most is how much time they spent outside of the ring. Because they spent a shitload of time outside of the ring. Now, that being said, I don't have a problem with that, except you have the ref up there who's not doing anything. It doesn't make sense. Like, so that, like that skull spot, what they should have done, in my opinion, is take out the ref. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. They didn't take out the ref. I mean, the ref was just basically standing there like, Oh no. Oh no. She's on top of the skull and you know, they do their spot, which was cool, but it doesn't make any sense. You need to a take out that ref. So they're knocked out and they can't count and then end up working their way back to the ring and have a, either the ref come back to like they always do or have another ref run in last minute and uh, count the three count. That was my only like really big pet peeve is like, it just didn't make sense. Yeah, I guess, I guess also too depending on what type of wrestling fan too. Because I guess for one-on-one, no gimmick championship matches, you do want to see most of it in the ring, just from like a purist standpoint. But just like you said, everyone loved that that spot that they had, and I just do want to shout out to Io Shirai because she's been a very, very dominant champ, and she she did the job. Uh, clean pin and Raquel. I mean, like you said, Jacob, we got storylines. It's a new champ. We know the breakup is gonna come sooner or later because Dakota's one I want to be champ sooner or later. Hopefully, in 2021, Candice LeRae finally gets her time and potentially gets a one on one at a takeover and becomes champ. She deserves it more than anyone on that roster right now. And then we got other people. You got Zoe Stark. You obviously got Tony Storm. And there's some other um, ladies on that NXT women's roster that got a lot of different things now because he was beating everyone. So there's no point for her to continue being champ. And I don't know. Do you think EO stays around for a little bit in NXT or do you think she's going to get the call up? I think they could potentially do like a one more title match out of EO versus Raquel. Mm-hmm. Just have one more dominant reign over their previous champ. I could see them doing that. No. Yeah, honestly, I can see it going either way. It honestly, at this point, it is what it is. If she stays in NXT, good for her because she won't die up in the main <laughs> roster debacle. <laughs> but at the same time, you're going to keep her down in uh, NXT. What do you do with her? You're going to give her her rematch clause, but after that, what do you do with her? Yeah. Yeah, and then you got the worst thing just throwing a makeshift tag team. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't deserve all, all that. But uh, night one, what do you guys uh, give it out of 10? Uh, Jacob, I'll go first with you because you actually asked us this a couple of days ago. Um, all in all, I'm going to give, I'd give it like an eight and a half out of 10. This was honestly my favorite night of WrestleMania. Oh. The WrestleMania week. This was the most solid. The way they set up that card. That's something else I, I didn't say. The way this card was set up was absolutely freaking phenomenal because it took you on an emotional roller coaster of seeing all these different matches, starting off with the super technical Pete Dunne and Kushida, 
Then you're going into the uh, uh, the that was the second match. Drawn a blank here. Bronson. Yeah. You, okay. So then you go into the six man match, which is an absolute spot fest, and the winner is someone no one predicted. So okay, great. Go into your third match. You have Walter and Champa, which is the most brutal match of the entire week, up to the spot fest that was the uh, triple threat tag match, followed up by a very very solid champion women's championship match that was great the way that card was just spread out it just kept you on the edge of your seat but you didn't get fatigued it was flawless good job nxt byron what would you rate it out of 10 for night one i'll give it a nine out of ten okay i think i'm gonna go I think I'm gonna go in between both of you guys. I think I'm gonna go 8.7. <laughs> Just because I'm so salty that my person didn't win the six man. Oh. <laughs> but it was it was a good uh then we go to night two. And you want to talk about some guys who I think I personally think they put on the show. Uh Santos Escobar and Jordan Devlin. Uh, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship on the line in the ladder match to determine undisputed Cruiserweight champ. Uh, Santos Escobar got the win. And I- I'll tell you what, man, this was one of my favorite matches of the uh, weekend. And to start off night two like that, that was, that was really good. Uh, Byron, what do you think of that match? I thought it was a great match. Um, I didn't pick Santos to win. I picked Jordan Devlin. Because, like I say, he didn't get to defend his championship during COVID. But I like that Santos won because the more I thought about it, like if De- Jordan Devlin won, he takes it back to NXT UK. Like, then what do you do with those 205 live guys? Like, they have a whole show for Cruiserweights, but then they don't have a Cruiserweight championship. So I think keeping it here um, in the United States was an excellent choice. And like you said, they did put a, on a hell of a match. Like, at the end, I thought Jordan Devlin died <laughs> from, <laughs> from that uh, ladder spot where uh, Santos Escobar headbutted him into a table. That was vicious, but it was a very excellent match. I enjoyed all of it. Jacob, what'd you think? Right person one. Oh, this this was such a good freaking match, and yeah, somehow Jordan Devlin's not dead. Byron, good good <laughs> job on that. Um, this was this was my match of night two. I'll go ahead and say it now. This match, way to, way to kick off night till and literally put a gun to everyone else and say, follow that. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the other matches, but they, they stayed strong. That, that, was a, that was a hell of a match. I loved it. I think my biggest takeaway from that match, too, is uh, you see what good cruiserweights can do if you give them time. Yep. You don't tell them to put on a five minute spot fest. They got 18 minutes. So you see what cruiserweights can do if you give them time and don't say, hey, you got five minutes, do 50 spots and kick out of each other's finishers. And nah, but that was a good, that was a good on match with them. The next match was Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus The Way, uh, Candace and Indy. And another takeover, another L for Candace. Uh, Ember Moon and Chelsea Blackheart did win uh, this match for the to retain the tag team championship, and felt bad for Candice, but I do feel like this was the right decision because on the preview we talked about we do not want these tag titles 
just bouncing around. So Jacob, I know you are a huge mark for the Gargano family. How did you feel about uh, Candice and her uh, and Indy taking the L on this? And what did you think of the match? Okay, so Candice and Indy Hartwell taking the L, that's fine. You're not playing hot potato with the tag titles. The only reason I picked them is because I am a mark for the way, and that is fine. This match fucking sucked. <laughs> I'm, I'm going ahead. I'm saying it. And this is coming from me as a major fan and holding this to such high expectations. And maybe that was my problem going into this. I think Ember Moon was the absolute general of this match and did the best job. I think Candice did an okay job at best. I think she could have done better. I've seen better out of her. Holy shit, Indy Hartwell and Shotzi Blackheart. What a botch fest this was. You could do an entire botch of mania just based on all the stuff they did, whether it was spots of them just standing there doing absolutely nothing, waiting for someone to jump on them, or just missing spots and then trying to force it. Here's some here's something that drives me up a wall. When people miss, like jump off the top rope and just completely miss somebody, instead of like just being like moving on and just working with it no you're going to force a spot into well hey no this is this was not part of the original plan we're going to keep going with the original plan no fuck that plan that plan did not work change your plan change your match when spots miss completely there were just a ton of botches in this they were just timing was off this was not good in my opinion that being said i guess that's it on my end byron how'd you feel about this match there there were some uh Pretty bad spots. Like, how are you feeling about it? There were some pretty bad spots. Um, I agree that Ember and Shotzi should have won. Don't play hot potato with new titles. Like, if you want to do it later down the card, that's fine. But since it's a new title, you, I think your first championship should have a long reign. Uh, there were a couple bad spots. I did think Shotzi died. Um, with <laughs> one of her spots, it looked really, really bad. But I, I'll agree with what Jacob said. There, uh, Ember is excellent as usual. Candace could have done better. Um, I just think with Morris practice or more screen time, Shotzi and Indy can get it together because they're definitely pushing those two. Um, so hopefully, in time, they'll you know become smoother in the ring. Okay, there's really nothing really left on that one, to be honest. Let's go from the way from the women to the man. Uh, Johnny Gargano with Austin Theory against Bronson Reed. The pick that none of us had. Singles match for the NXT North American Championship. Johnny Takeover was Johnny Takeover. He got the win on this with Bronson Reed. I really feel like he opened some eyes to not just us, <clears throat> excuse me, but people in the back. As well, Byron, how'd you feel about this match? Another excellent match. Johnny just shines in on takeovers. That's why he's called Johnny Takeover for a reason. Um, I thought it was a very excellent match between him and Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed was showing me some things. Big boy can move. He <laughs> can move. Like some of the spots for him jumping off the rope, I mean top rope, and uh, I think he's I think he's a for sure future star in NXT if they push him the right way. So I think it was a very 
good match between both of them. I was hoping Bronson Reed would win, you know, have a title change because Johnny didn't need a win, but I have no qualms about Johnny winning. He's an excellent competitor, and they both did very well in this match. Jacob, you agree with Byron that Bronson Reed, he, he really showed some things, and he has a bright future if they stay the course, don't you think? Yes. Um, my biggest fear with Bronson Reed going into the future is every big man who comes up from NXT and ends up on main roster always basically gets shit on. So that's my biggest fear because like, honestly, I mean, if you take heavy machinery, for example, two big dudes and I mean, Otis had the biggest deal, you know, his thing with Mandy and being money in the bank for three days. Um, like that was great and all, but they shit all over him and that doesn't last. So please stay in NXT. Don't go to main roster. Uh, this match though, it was, I don't know. It was not, it was certainly not my favorite Johnny Gargano match. Oh, and, and I don't want to sound like that old guy. who's like, Oh, back in my day, you know, things were so much better, but like, Damn, back in my prime NXT days, Johnny Gargano had way better matches than this. <laughs> and I don't know, kind of torn because you have heel Johnny who's working a heel style and it's not as entertaining as it is when he was a face. That being said, it's is it my favorite thing? No, but was it a good match? Yes, it was a solid match. It was like a three out of five for me. So, Jacob, I just want to ask you a question with that, but how much does those prime Johnny matches have to do with also his storyline? Because the storylines were fire going into those matches. This was just like, hey, Bronson showed up, whatever. Yeah, storylines, and I think we I think we as wrestling fans learned this weekend better than any other time how important good storylines are. Yeah, this was a quick build up one night, you know, build up, which felt super cool, you know, on night one. Then you actually get into the match. You're like, you know, who really needs this the most? You know, it just you really need good storylines. And Johnny Gargano, who has proven has had the most immaculate storylines in the past five years, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. you need that. And, And why not use that with him? That's why. I was picking Dexter going into this. There's a story behind it. Yep. 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 Byron, anything else you want to add on this match before we go to the two main events? Um, I will agree with Jacob. I think face Johnny is definitely way better than heel Johnny. I'm still a fan of Johnny Gargano, but I like him more as a face. Okay, gotcha. Nope, I agree. I agree. Faces, faces can always do more cute moves. It never looks cool when the heels are doing cute moves. Uh, well this night had two main events uh the second to last main event was the championship match you had carrying cross with the most beautiful scarlet with going against Finn balor the nxt goat champ a singles match for the nxt championship uh that crazy stat that finn balor was 14 and one at NXT takeovers, and his only loss was to Samoa Joe. Yep. I when I saw that record, I said, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I didn't think I didn't realize <laughs> Finn Balor was in 
15 NXT takeovers and he only lost the ceremonial one where you lose the title to the next guy and you move up. Like, oh man. And you got Karrion Cross, who we have talked about. We don't even know how long he's for this world on NXT because he's exactly what Vince McMahon looks for. And his wife is exactly what Vince McMahon looks for. And Karrion and Karrion got the win over Finn. So I know Byron, you went Finn because you can't bet against Finn. Uh, can't bet against Finn. Jacob went Karrion because it made the most sense. He never lost the title. Me, I was super undecisive. I thought this was going to be the re- the main event of NXT on Tuesday, but obviously it is not. Well, I don't know, but it's not now. But <laughs> Jacob, you got this one right, man. You got Karrion Cross. Before we talk about the match, I know you brought this up, and I. And I actually do agree with you on this. This was not the last match, and it was a championship match. And I know you had huge issue with that. So before you talk about the match, you want to talk about that part real quick? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can, I can go in on this now, or I can go on this in 10 minutes. Holy shit. You want to talk about absolutely frustrating. I mean, our group chat that we had, um, I was pissed because I did not know this was going to be a co-main event. Kiss my ass with your co-main event bullshit. You have your championship that this is the focal point around your show. The entire show revolves around your championship. Why in the fuck is it not going on last? Maybe it's because I'm an old school, hey, back in my prime NXT days type guy. If it's not like, like, I don't understand why you would not put this last is your championship. You, this is, you can argue which storyline is bigger. I can understand that, but nothing is bigger than the championship. It should always go last. CM Punk bitched about this. I'm bitching about this. What the hell? Why are we not doing this? I, I'm probably going to come back to this later onto our when we go into the next match. But I w- I'm not happy about this. I'm old school. Your championship should be last. Nothing is more important than that. I mean, I, I don't think that's a hard philosophy. I don't think that's a hard concept to, to grasp your head around. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't happy. I'm still not happy about it. That being said... I was going to say, do you, oh, no, you want to answer I'm, that? I'm good. Do you want to answer that before then we go back to Jacob Morita of the match? Or how do you feel about that? Um, I kind of figured it was going to be last because when Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa had their first match, unsanctioned match at NXT TakeOver Chicago, they went last. So I figured since it's the same storyline, best friends turning on each other in an unsanctioned match, I figured that they would go last as well. Um, so I personally didn't have problems with them going last. I think my biggest thing with them, uh, with Finn and them not going last is a quote. I actually said this weekend from Stone Cold that you're in this business to win championships. And if you're not in it to win championships, then why the hell are you in this business? You're not in this business to have unsanctioned matches. You're in to win championships. You're going to get that championship pay. You're going to take that belt around the world. And promote yourself and all of that. And Jacob, you're right. From an old school perspective, now I do agree. I do think the championship match should always 99% go 
last. I think the only two, the only three exceptions to that are the three that has happened in my life. Um, and this is not NXT, this is just wrestling in general. Uh, WrestleMania 26, um, Cena and Batista were not last for the title. It was Undertaker and Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels' retirement match. I could see I'm fine. I was fine with that going last. Jacob, you brought up our favorite person, Phil Brooks. The, the <laughs> season that he bitched about his title not going last, you picked it when The Rock came back after 10 years. You weren't going last at that WrestleMania. Just get over it. And then obviously, if it's Undertaker's retirement. But besides those exceptions, championships are always going last. That being said, Jacob, what did you think of the match? The match was okay. Mm-hmm. That that that's how I feel about the match. The match was a solid, just a solid match. Um, I expected more out of Finn and Karrion Cross. Um, my biggest issue, really, with this match is, and I've complained about this before. In God, I sound like a freaking old man right now on this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to continue to. Well, we can't wait to see. We talk about WrestleMania, the next one. Can't wait to see how you sound then. Oh, God. So, and the thing is, I like NXT. Like, I thoroughly enjoy NXT, and that's me being nice. But, okay, so you have a face and you have a heel. That, that's old school mentality. You know who to cheer for. You know who to boo for. This is a, I, I don't like these blurred lines of who's a face, who's a heel, anti-hero stuff, whatever. I, I don't like this. It's hard. Who am I supposed? Who's the casual fan supposed to get behind when you look at Finn and Karrion Cross? Both act like heels, and also both have these heel move sets. So you're going, you're you're both doing this slow, methodical pace, just slowly building and building and building, and eventually it's supposed to get really busy, and I, it did at the end for very very short time. But it was such a slow match. I, it was, it just wasn't a good build. It was hard for me to go, well, am I supposed to cheer for Finn because he's a face or am I supposed to cheer for Karrion because he's a face? The storyline, other than, you know, Karrion going in like, hey, I never lost my title. Other than that, like Finn knocking over Scarlet, that was really about it. Am I wrong there? No. No. No, you're not wrong at all. That that's literally what the two things were. I guess with the casual fan, this is a ass answer. You you would only know who to cheer for by WWE's fake audio. Because they'll have to cheer for someone. <laughs> but you're right. When you have those type of matches for the casual fan, like they wouldn't know who to cheer. Byron, what do you think of the match though? Before we go back to Jacob, I'm a big fan fan, as we all know. I picked him to win i still would pick him to win like jacob said, it was okay match i i personally wasn't really invested in it um but uh, if you're pushing new superstars of course carrion should have won but i am mad that finn didn't win <laughs> no i i get it and also same thing with raquel carried opens more storylines i mean yeah and- been now 14 and two and NXT took over as we, uh, we don't know what's next for him. And I'm, 
I don't know if he'll get a if Jacob's thing is true. Demon Balor is coming soon, which would be fantastic. But I also just had a thing what I thought about actually during takeover. If Finn Balor wants to go home to Ireland, that's where he's from. Yeah. If he wants to go home, how come he doesn't take the championship from Walter and just rep NX, uh, NXT UK? Well, if he wants to go home. I like that. But then again, with Jacob's comment, who would be the face of that match? Because Walter is definitely a heel, and that so is it's true. now is Finn. So, like in that match, who do you cheer for? And that that's a that's a good point. I mean, to Jacob's credit, that and then you building up on that, that's a good point. I don't know who you would cheer for. Me personally, Finn Balor, but I like Walter. Right, like right. from a wrestling thing, I I look, man, I've liked Walter since what was that War Games. Wherever they pulled up and a period showed up and just started wrecking shit. I yep. was like, oh. <laughs> like I've liked them since like they were really oh man, those were as Jacob would say, those were before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought this match was okay. I mean, I always like Karrion Cross's entrance. Uh when it goes to fall and pray, and it's like that last one where Scarlet yells it and he pops it out of nowhere, looking like scary fuck. I always like those, but yeah, it was okay. There's a minute, like, when Bray, not Bray, Finn first entered, I thought it was going to be Demon Finn. I was like, oh, shit, Karen's done for. <laughs> Wasn't Finn's entrance showing, like, his takeover legacy? Yes. That was sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they, they did show Demon Balor there for a hot second. And mm-hmm. I, I think everybody questioned that for one second. We're like, oh, shit, Demon? Is yep. this happening? Yeah. That, that but Demon, when it came out, I mean... There's your face. There's your heel. That's Everyone true. would have popped. But, but hey, hey, wait for it. We just need patience and good storylines. It's a common predicted that's, on the L7C first. That's what we <laughs> that's what we want. But I guess we'll go to the last match now. And also to get Jacob even more riled up, I have the match times. Finn and Carrion got 17 minutes. The Kyle O'Reilly Adam Cole match was 40 minutes. I listen, I'm actually okay with that because. That Finn and Carrion match was, it was, eh. yeah, it was a match. I'm okay with that timing. It's where the timing was put is what bothers me. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Fair enough, fair enough. Jacob, man, I'm. A, you were predicting this match for a year, so just go ahead, man. Tell us what happened. Okay, so here's the hot take. Everyone loved this match, according to every comment section, Dave Meltzer post, and everything else. Dave. Huh? Dave liked it? Did Dave yeah, give Dave it five stars? Man, no, he gave Dave, it off four and a half. Dave five stars. Stop <laughs> it. No, this, this is in Japan, and Kenny Omega is not involved, therefore no five stars. Okay. This match, going into it, like the start, okay. I got some complaints here. Go ahead, so man. you start out with your entrances, okay? You have you see Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly coming down, escorted by security, because this is an unsanctioned match. Therefore, it's not a real match. It's just a fight, correct? The ref is there only to count. Yeah, the ref is only there to count. But if it's so unsanctioned, we'll, okay, we'll get, to, we'll get the different points here. So anyways, you have these guards walking down with all these guys. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. and then. Out walks 
the 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 bodyguards or whatnot, the security, and you know, here comes Kyle O'Reilly. All right, Kyle O'Reilly does his entrance with so his cool new theme song, blah 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 blah, whatever. And then he gets into the ring, and then all the security gets in the ring, and they cut the ring in half. All right, you right. know, they cut it diagonally, and Kyle O'Reilly is on the side closest to the entrance ramp. And the only thing separating Kyle O'Reilly from this ramp is the ropes around the ring. Fine. Here comes uh, Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Yes, Adam Cole. Thank you. Brain fart here. Here comes Adam Cole. Not guarded by security or whatnot. And he comes out and he does his entrance. And he goes right up to the ropes. And Kyle O'Reilly is on the side closest to the ropes. Why the hell would Kyle O'Reilly be on the side closest to the ropes? And if Adam Cole hates Kyle O'Reilly so much, and this is an unsanctioned match, why the hell are we waiting for a bell? Why why is security there? This shouldn't matter. But instead, they have Adam Cole go to the opposite side of the ring to get to go on the opposite cor- the opposite corner here. That was dumb. That was the first thing I, I noticed. It was just something little. But I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. This makes absolutely no sense. If if you hate each other that much, you're just separated by three ropes. Jump the ropes and beat each other's ass. What are we waiting for here? Okay, so that's fine, whatever. And then we get into the chain. Okay, so we have the chain that's attached to the top rope on the hard camera side. All right, I got a lot of beef with this stupid freaking chain here. <laughs> One, you have Kyle O'Reilly attempt to wrap this chain around Adam Cole's arm to put him in an arm bar. Mm-hmm. He doesn't use it to extend the arm. He doesn't do anything. It's just essentially just laying on top of Adam Cole. Now, unless Adam Cole has a nickel allergy and his skin will get irritated, <laughs> what the fuck is the point of this stupid chain being wrapped around his arm? This makes absolutely no sense. I am literally laughing during this match because I'm like, there's these really dumb spots. Okay, can I talk about the finish? Go ahead, man. We're letting you go. We are letting, we will come in. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So we, we there, there was just a lot of just dumb stuff. And I'm just going to go to the parts that just bothered me the most. The start, the chain arm bar, stupid thing. All right. So we get to the finish and you have Kyle O'Reilly who's on the top rope. And you have Adam Cole staring at him while Kyle O'Reilly is taking 10 out of the 40 some minutes that this match took. <laughs> wrap this chain around his leg so he can jump off the top rope and knee Adam Cole in the head with a chain wrapped knee. Okay. The problem is, I don't know if they rehearsed this at all. I can't imagine they did because he's taken 10 minutes to wrap this thing around his leg. And then when he finally does it, because Adam Cole just sitting there, just going, oh shit. What's he doing next here, guys? Oh, he's still trying to tighten up that freaking chain. And he jumps. And guess what? The freaking chain falls down to his ankle. 
But yet we have the commentary who's trying to cover up for this and going like, oh, my God, he got hit by the chain. My God, his poor nickel allergy. Holy shit here, boys. There is just so many dumb spots of I don't know. Okay, so you have the ref and we're so concerned about the ref. If this is a unsanctioned match, I think they used if this would have been something else, call it a street fight. Call it anything but an unsanctioned match, and I probably would have been okay with this because nothing makes sense about this. You have your the refs are there to count to three, but oh, we have to look out for the ref if this is unsanctioned and he gets injured. Uh, WWE, you're you're responsible for his ass during an unsanctioned match. Nothing about this made sense except the storyline going into it. Best friends turn on each other. That being said, uh, Byron, you talked about Johnny Gargano. And Tommaso Ciampa going last and having their, you know, street fight, whatever match. That was a great match. This match, because I'm comparing it to days of old, because I'm an old man now and have to compare everything once again. (laughs) (laughs) That this match was good. This match was not great. This was not the best match of the night on night two or WrestleMania weekend, period. This was a good match, not a great match. It did not compare to the best friends fighting each other fights of old. This was just a match. And I'm sorry to rant on for minutes on minutes on minutes. I'm so sorry, guys. I was Byron, happy. Byron, I'm going to just go real quick since, you know, Jacob talked about the whole match. thought it was a good <laughs> match. The longer it went, I thought Adam Cole was about to win. I was going to be like, oh, hell no. Uh, right person won the match. And... I was kind of shocked the other two members of the Undisputed Era didn't come and watch or walk, or they didn't show them watching in the back or, I don't know, get involved. But that was really it. Jacob already covered everything else. Byron? Uh, yeah, I don't know how to top what Jacob said. Um, I thought it was a good match, too. I definitely wanted it to be more than what it was because, you know, of that whole Johnny Gargano. The Moscow Champa match it was mm-hmm. excellent, unsanctioned match, and like there were moments, like in this, just spots in that match that recalls the storyline. Um, but I don't, I didn't see the same in this match. So it was, it was good. Definitely wanted it to be more. I definitely thought the undisputed era members, Roger Strong, and Bobby Fish were going to interfere in some way, and they never did. Um, so you know. Right person won. There's not much more to say about it. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, Jacob already covered the whole match. Shoot, he covered the <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I had to rant. I was pissed off about that. It's all good. It's all good. We can already tell you like night one more than you like night two, which is okay. Um, <laughs> what do you give night two a rating of, Jacob? I'm going to give Night 2 a uh, six and a half. Byron? I'll go seven and a half. Well, I'll go in the middle again. I'll go seven. (laughs) 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 Um, Two things before we close this NXT uh, TakeOver Stand and Deliver one. One, this was actually they were building up WrestleMania as the first thing on Peacock, but Technically, Thursday night of Stand and Deliver was the first night it was exclusively on Peacock. Wednesday, it was on USA. I know Wednesday, I watched it on USA, and you guys watched it on Peacock, and there were little issues, but I watched it on Thursday. I didn't have any issues with Peacock. Did you guys? 
Not on Thursday. Wednesday night was when I had my issue. There were like a couple audio issues, but I think it was just because they were going to commercial break on USA. Yeah. Um, and then there was a good like five minutes during the Tommaso Ciampa and Walter match where my screen went black. So I had to reboot the app. But other than that, I didn't have any issue, other issues. Uh, I didn't have any issues except like Byron said, audio when uh, there was a commercial break with USA. Um, the only thing that perturbed me about Peacock starting out was the fact I couldn't rewind. Oh. During during the uh, the pay per views, which annoyed me, really, because I wanted to go back. Like I missed that um, uh, Tony Storm match. I wanted to rewind it, and I couldn't. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even restart the entire pre show. I was like, "Well, okay, I guess we're in it once again." How do you pay billions of dollars for a product and then have less features than said product? Yeah, I, no, I agree because network you were able to do that. Um, yeah, but besides that, I did want to hit you guys with uh, some breaking news. As you know, NXT actually moved to Tuesday as of today, today. Yep. and we also and we have a new champion. Who? Uh, Koshida, as we just talked about, beat Pablo Escobar for the cruiserweight title. As we are wow. recording. <laughs> So it looks like they were hearing us before this came out to the public. Well, congratulations, Kashida. Hey, we said he needs a big win, and what bigger way than the Tuesday premiere? I'll I'll take it. We now, it. I mean, my biggest my biggest concern going into this: will they push the cruiserweight title like they should? Yeah, yeah, they have not done well with the cruiserweight championships. Ever <laughs> since it came the main back, roster of the NX, of NXT and Enzo Amari. <laughs> oh, oh <Austin> boy! Harry. <laughs> um, Pac. Pac. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, man, it was a good. It was a good. Uh, I'll say it's a good. It was a good NXT takeover stand deliver. Uh, takeovers do. It wasn't one of my favorite takeovers by any means, but it definitely was not near the bottom. It was it was a good, solid one. I think the people who needed to win won, which we always like around here. Uh, I know, Byron, we'll, we'll hit those. Hit <laughs> 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 those on the next one, but we got excited to see the new storylines. Uh, hopefully they can develop more storylines now because they're not competing with AEW on Wednesday, so they can have some more time. And yeah, and yeah, it's NXT. I'm excited to know what the future holds. Anyone else have anything they want to add before we sign off on this one? Um, yeah, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say this so I don't piss off my wife. Uh, shout out to Hannah for g- saying a lot of things that I just copy and just say on this podcast. So Hannah, <laughs> good job. You're amazing. You're a great wife. And I told her if I didn't shout her out that, well, I told her I would, so she won't be mad at me. So shout out to Hannah. Thanks, Hannah, for always listening to my bullshit. Shout out to Hannah. Shout out to Hannah. Oh, I think we've covered everything. Excited to see what Raquel does. I think I'm more excited about her potential matches and carrying i don't know why i think i'm still mad at carrying for ending keith lee's reign 
And I don't think oh. I'll ever get over that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, Jacob, we were talking about big men. That's the primest example. Keith Lee has all the potential in the world. And NXT, I mean, that legendary moment at that Royal Rumble when he went face-to-face with Lesnar, and then he gets to the main roster, and now he's dead. Byron, I think you're holding your anger at the wrong person, buddy. I think you need to be pissed off at Vince McMahon. He has absolutely shit all over that man's career since he came to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Don't blame Karrion. <laughs> but it was him, man. <laughs> but you're probably right. I probably should be mad at more mad at Vince than Karrion. <laughs> but hey, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, with that being said, uh, thank you everyone for listening to the L7C podcast NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver review. We are... Make sure if you didn't watch Stand and Deliver, watch Stand and Deliver and see how your predictions were. See how back check our predictions. We have the preview episode that's been out. So see how we did or listen to this. And yeah, and don't worry. We are going to be reviewing WrestleMania uh, 37. We That episode, we don't know when it'll come out, but we're going to be recording it right after this episode. So stay tuned for that. You're going to hear a, a lot of emotion on that. So I'm letting you guys know that right now. So thank you everyone for listening to the L7C podcast. You guys take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.